Today's Novell Open Audio is so short, we're already at the music. Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects the Novell user community with what's going on inside and around the Novell universe. I'm your host, Ted Hager, and we've got, as previously mentioned, a very short show for you today. A couple updates, and then we're going to give you news from support, and then I'm out of here for a week, and we'll be back again uh, on the week of the 18th. So let's get right down to it. A couple news announcements for people to check out. Uh, the first one is Mad Penguin Does It Again. They've done the review now on SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop 10. Adam Dockstader, who we had on the show uh, just a few weeks back, went for a thorough review of SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop 10 and came up with a 10 out of 10 review. We'll have a link to that on our show notes again. You can always check it out from Mad Penguin. Just Google that. Uh, the second one for you is going to be about another podcast that I wanted to just let people know about. Of course, I do a little bit of research doing podcasts myself. I have to check out what podcasts are going on out there. And uh, I do the Linux podcast beat quite a bit and a lot of others. I'll actually be doing a blog post coming up real soon about here are all the podcasts I listen to. But I wanted to spotlight one of them on Novell Open Audio just because I think these guys do a really good job at the show. And it's actually not these guys, it's Chess. And uh, Chess does a really good job with the, with Linux reality. And what it is, is it's a podcast for beginners, um, people who are new to Linux. But the thing is that I found about it is I've been using Linux for a little while now. And every time I listen to the show, I come up with new things or they come up with things that are new to me. So I learn things from it. I learn things that are uh, really helpful to me. So linuxreality.com, we'll link from that, uh, we'll link to that from this show. I'm getting all tangled over my words trying to do a short show here. Coming up next week, we've got an interview on the calendar to cover GroupWise Mobile Server. A lot of people have asked us to get that on the air here. So Caitlin Yans, while I'm gone, she will be doing the interview, and we'll be trying to post that one on the week of the 18th so you can listen to it. But if you have your questions about GroupWise Mobile Server or anything else GroupWise related, we're going to get a couple GroupWise experts in the studio, and Caitlin's going to do an interview for us on that, unless for some reason Caitlin's out of the office. I haven't even checked on that. We'll see later. And finally, for this show, let's get right into our main meat of the day, and that is, well, we got, we got of course, a Scotsman and uh, Randy Goddard coming in here. So there's the music. Let's check out what news from support has to say. And once again, the time has come for news from support. And today is, for our recording purposes, July, what is it? Is it the 6th? It's the 6th. Don't you remember the holiday this week? No. What was it again? Uh, oh. You know what? Here I am with this accent, and I know it was Independence Day. <laughs> oh, 230th yeah. 230th anniversary this year. That. It was pull weeds in the yard day for me. <laughs> it's news from support. We've got Randy Goddard, and of course, you've already heard his voice here, the mayor himself, Dave Mayer. And uh, guys, what do you got for us this week? What kind of stuff are we here to speak about? Well, it's been a quiet week, perhaps because of the uh, the holiday, but I got a couple of tids that are worth looking at, and Randy's got some stuff that he wants to talk about. I looked at Randy's stuff, and it looks pretty good, so please hang around. Uh, I'll just run through the tids. Let's hit the tids. Uh, trustee rights are lost after moving NSS volumes from network to Linux. Um, that is... Uh, something that highlights uh, the way that NCP works on Linux. Rather than the trustees being stored in the file system, they're stored in a separate XML file, and there's an, an NCP console uh, application, NCP con, 
and you have to run it with uh, an NSS resync equals volume name parameter and off it will go and rebuild that XML database from the trustees in the file system. So that, that's moving the trustee rights and this gets us away from the, using utilities like T-List and stuff like, or not T-List, what was it called? There was, there was some trustee backup tool. I can't remember its name now. Well, it's also a side effect of um, the, uh, the nature of Netware versus Linux is very tight integration between NCP and uh, the file system and Netware that just doesn't exist on Linux. NCP is more like uh, um, Apache, frankly, than uh, it is like uh, the NCP on Netware. I mean, All obviously, right. it still services NCP. That side of it is no different. So it's not as tightly integrated, actually, into That's the right. kernel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so signature check failure on YAST online update. Uh, when fetching updates, you get an error, signature checks for, for patch, info files failed, cannot load patch information. That's something that commonly happens if you have a proxy server between you and the uh, uh, the you server, ironically. Uh, it's uh, The what server? <clears throat> YAST online update, you. you. So between you and you. Got it. Um, you can uh, change the proxy settings in YAST in the network services uh, proxy option and give it another try. If, if possible, have the proxy uh, turned off and just give you direct IP access. And uh, the silliest one I could find, spaces are being ignored when sorting data. Uh, so what ends up happening is if you have uh, um, Ted Hager, Ted space Hager, and Teddy space Hager, um, that's what your mom always called you, isn't it? That is. No, it was the neighbor lady across the street, it, and it usually had something to do with get out of our yard. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, for something like that, what would happen is uh, Teddy Hager would come before Ted Hager. That space would be ignored. Oh, so it was improper sorting? Is that yeah, what it basically is? basically the space was being ignored on sorts. Uh, I like the solution. It's a workaround. Convert space characters into non-breaking space characters prior to sorting and perform the reverse substitution after sorting. So basically translate it to another character, sort, and translate it back. It's not the kind of solution. Nice workaround. Is yeah. it getting fixed? <laughs> Are they, is it actually being worked yeah, on? Yeah, the status reported to engineering. All right. Um, but... But that one's a thrill for me. Um, there you go. How long is it going to take you to do that every time you need to sort something? Log into OES through Remote Manager. Remote VNC Viewer won't work. This brings up something that uh, I think we might get into, um, uh, Randy and I, in, in later uh, programs. The, there are lots of configuration features that just kind of sit there you don't think about. The hosts file, for example, it's like having your own DNS server locally. It's not a good thing to have it filled with lots of data, but basically it will give you translations from names to addresses. So you, you can do things like um, um, change uh, www.novell.com to www.welovyounovell.com uh, just by putting in that name translating to Novell's IP address in your host's file. Uh, if you've got a case where there were two entries for a server, one pointed to IP address 0, .0, .0, 0.0.0.0, which is um, default root, actually. It's the, um, uh, for routing purposes, it indicates everywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and then what you'll find is that trying to connect to that server for VNC will not work. After you delete the invalid entry, everything works just fine. Uh, 
there's an ACPI fact appeared frequently asked questions. I thought that was kind of interesting. It doesn't have a lot of relevance to... ACPI, ACP, we're talking an advanced control power interface. That is correct. All right. And uh, it relates to a situation where laptops hang during image creation uh, with ZenWorks desktop management um, and PCMCIA cards. But what I thought was interesting about it, it gives a nice little uh, uh, series of uh, um, background information on... Uh, on ACPI that I think pretty much anybody who uh, has a new PC and isn't really familiar with it could benefit from looking at. And Randy, what is PCMCIA? If you're if you're going to point to me when I say what ACPI is. I was is. just saying I was impressed that you, that you even knew what it meant. PCMCIA is people cannot memorize computer industry acronyms, right? You're wow. good. You are good. How old is that? <laughs> that actually is an old and, and you know I, I, I want to point out to our listeners at this point that that was not a staged one in fact I completely <laughs> forgot that that one existed could you hand me the script again uh, Zenworks Linux management a bunch of updates interim release 1 is available for Zenworks 7 Linux management and uh, there's a tid out there explaining how to get it I suppose another kind of silly one. I, I love the, the way that um, nomenclature, you, you can uh, define that as well if you want. Uh, You're talking nomenclature. about nomenclature, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Scott's uh, been on a horse. <laughs> so I, I love the way that it builds up in uh, the computer industry where we take real-world things and use them to define uh, the behavior in our technology. So Novell iPrint for Linux Open Enterprise Server Support Pack 2 iPrint cluster resource shows status of comatose. I the love the use of status yeah. is actually comatose. Yes, uh, so <laughs> it's you know, not I, dead. It's just yes, it's in a I, persistent vegetative state. Oh, I, I wasn't even going to go there, but uh, yes. There, so there you go. We've got uh, comatose as a state that your software can be in. Uh, in sociological terms, I believe that's called anthropomorphism. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the, what Thanks. kind of nomenclature is that? <laughs> Thanks, Randy. We appreciate you getting your liberal arts education out here. Holy cow, I just never even heard that big a word. <laughs> Mike, the audio guy's jaws on the floor here. <laughs> Anthro who? <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't want to make everyone fall over and die but I, or become comatose, but I can say the longest place name in the world and in Britain. Um, we'll, we'll save that one for another show. I think possibly. you've actually done it on a previous show. <laughs> So, yeah, well, you know, you got to have a hobby. And I know that that has to be in Wales. It's definitely in Wales. Uh, so the group, there, this is probably the most important one for me to mention, group-wise client API security vulnerability. Oh, this yeah, this is, secu- is a big one because this, yeah. this, this one has been rolled out there, but people got to yes. know about this one yes. if you're a group-wise administrator. There's a security vulner- vulnerability in the GroupWise Windows Client API that can allow random programmatic access to non-authorized email within the same authenticated post office. So, client can access mail in the post office that it's not authorized to access, not in the mailbox. That goes uh, uh, beyond um, end-user access. There's a GroupWise 7 patch, and uh, it's customers should immediately upgrade to that. It's... Uh, Groupwise 7 SP1. You can also lock out client versions uh, for Groupwise uh, using Console 1. And I just found out about that yesterday, mm. even with my Linux client, because mm. uh, a couple of my older uh, 
uh, seasonal Linux Enterprise desktop machines. We're still using a client from May 20th. And um, I'm getting refused as of 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, so our IT department is right on top of that. I don't think that's anything to do with which client you're using, Ted. I think that is a deeper meaning. Yeah, it, pro- it probably does. <laughs> but so, so people have to roll out what to get the GroupWise patch going? Is it just clients that they have to upgrade, or is it yes. it's just uh, a client side Client patch. upgrade to GroupWise 7 SP1 for GroupWise 6.5. Uh, immediately upgrade all clients to the post SP6 update 1 version of uh, the GroupWise client or upgrade to GroupWise 7 SP1. I, I like this management feature that you can tell which client version is connecting and configure your GroupWise environment to say, you know what, we're not going to tolerate Ted Hager or his client his client version. Trust me, the don't. IT department, I've had to raise that issue with them many times them <laughs> saying that. And if you're running GroupWise 6, then um, you should immediately upgrade to GroupWise 6.5 SP1, SP6 Update 1. Let me repeat that. GroupWise 6.5 Post SP6 Update 1 or to GroupWise 7 SP1. Yeah, and so that, that gets to the versions. heart of what, what the whole software upgrade cycle is, is it's not just so we can sell you a new version. A lot of times it's because we're doing aggressive maintenance on newer versions yep. for, for security issues like this as well. Um, what other kind of, do we have other security items on the list? No, it's uh, like I say, it's been a quiet week, uh, and uh, uh, this is a set that I found. There's uh, nothing really substantial other than that one. Right on. What's Randy got to tell us today? I'm going to give you a little personal uh, insight here. I am by nature a lazy person. Okay, thanks, I Randy. Agree. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not the end of it. No, that's not the end of it. Oh, so any shortcut that I can find. I, I'm going to use. And so I'm just going to share a couple of quick shortcuts that have helped me in the past, particularly during an install, uh, particularly not liking to sit in a 58-degree server room while swapping CDs or installing software and so forth. I would rather do that at my desk. So just a few little tidbits during the install on the options line, the kernel options line, we've all seen it. We may not know what it is, but we've this all seen it. This is during a Linux install, you're during saying? During a Linux install of SLES or SLED or OES. The install menu comes up and you have mm-hmm. boot options right. down at the bottom. That's what you're talking about. Exactly. All right. You can enter in SSH equals 1 and a space and then SSH password equals and then your favorite password. Then that goes clear text on the screen, though, when you put in SSH correct. password. So somebody looking over your shoulder will yeah. be able to see that. Okay. And it's only valid for that session, though. So, right. you know, I mean, it's. You not use really Lazy that. Boy, don't you? Yeah. What was that? You use Lazy Boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His favorite piece of furniture. <laughs> and what that allows you to do is. Um, after the install kicks off, it will tell you your IP address and it will say SSH is now available on this address. And then you can go back to your desk and you can actually complete the install from your desk to that server. Now, I think a lot, of people, a lot of people might have the idea that SSH is for text only. Right. And that that is the case, right? No. In fact, you can add, uh, be sure when you get back to your desk... When you open up a terminal and you type in SSH, be sure to use the dash capital X so that you can tunnel X through SSH, and that will allow your YAST front end to show up on your 
on your machine there. Full graphical desk. install Absolutely. over the wire, just hosted by X server across the wire. Exactly. Through X. Exactly. That's pretty cool. I didn't know about that one. Along the same lines, you can use VNC also. So it would be on the same uh, line, you would put VNC equals one, and then VNC password equals, and your favorite password, and off you go. And you're putting that into a TID for uh, for this particular show, Ethan, right? Awesome, Randy. Thank you. You bet. <laughs> he took my breath away just by even asking. That wraps up our news from support. And uh, we, we will post all the TIDs, as usual, off of a link off of this particular episode's notes. And you will be able to take a look at all of the TIDs that Dave has put out there. And if we can actually coerce Randy into writing that TID, which you heard it here on Novel Open Audio, he promised we'll get that one uh, also on there. So thanks a lot, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, Ted. And that's our show for this week. Even though it was a short show, you got to admit, Randy's tip there at the end, that was actually a really good one. I did not know about doing that. And so Randy's going to be bringing more of those back to us. And, in fact, the guys are talking now about bringing in a little bit of information on AutoYast and some things like that. So next time you see us bring those guys in, uh, we'll have even more information like that. And that should be just about a week and a half from now. Remember, we're always wanting to take any feedback that you might have, take suggestions for what to put on the show coming up. A lot of people have requested just recently to get Ron Hofsepian on the show, and I'm still waiting for Ron's schedule to actually free up enough since the announcement of his ascendancy to CEO to be able to get him on the show. So, so far... No Ron yet, but we are working diligently within the Novell Open Audio Studios here to get Ron on the show. Remember, you can send your suggestions to us by emailing to openaudio at novell.com. You can also leave us a voicemail message, and we have an 800 number that's posted on the website, which is www.novell.com forward slash openaudio. And finally, you can, of course, rate any show, including this show, by going onto our website, finding the show in question, and rating it. If you leave comments there, yes, we do read through all of your comments there. We're also, right now, uh, I'll give you one last little thing here at the end of the show. Mike, the audio guy, who is also Mike, the web guy, and pretty much Mike, Mike, everything else around here except for the guy talking behind the microphone. Mike is working on getting WordPress uh, for our open audio site right now. He's doing some skinning of it. And this is going to change a little bit of the interaction on our website. You're actually going to be able to leave comments directly on the shows, and we're going to be able to finally post them to the shows. Why it took us so long, don't even ask. Okay, you can ask me through my blog and maybe I'll put it there. Remember, you can always hit reverendted.wordpress.com if you want to check out my blog. And that's our show for this week. I'm shutting up. We're done. That's it. That's it's it's over. Goodbye and we'll see you next time. <laughs>